and welcome to the Friesen Press podcast series. These podcasts are created as a resource for our authors, covering topics ranging from social media strategy to author development. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Friesen Press book marketing podcast. This is episode 15. Woohoo! Um, and today we have Matt, as usual. Hello. And today we have John as a new, hopefully regular, uh, contributor to the podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. Mm-hmm. It's a real boys club now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, unfortunately. Yeah, we need to, uh, <laughs> to, to bring Bree back. Mm-hmm. Um, Bree back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we're going to sort of, you know, just chat about... Um, some tips, I think, uh, whether it be apps that, you know, will help writers or marketing or I think just lifestyle choices. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of broad, it's, but it's, uh, we were discussing this before. It was just, it's really that we come, we, we meet authors who are either, maybe they're writing a second book or that, uh, that, uh, our publishing consultants are talking to somebody who's six months away from, from getting their book done. And, uh, that there's there's all kinds of things that come up and and being in the business that we're in we come across these great little tools and things that we can share with uh with you the uh the authors out there that uh, maybe are things you didn't think of before might be helpful and uh and uh you know I, I know for me with my background as well as a personal trainer that there's some little tips that I wanted to share today with authors cuz I know that uh um health Health and wellness is important to a lot of people mm-hmm. out there. Hopefully, all of us. Yeah. So you know, by making make your life, difference. you know, a little easier, a little healthier, um, you know, you'll save time and money. So you you know, hopefully, you can get a lot from this podcast. Yeah. So and let's John, start maybe with you can uh, bring in your uh, yeah. sports coaching background into it too. That's true. Yeah, I'm really, mm-hmm. uh, really into sports training and uh, coaching adults and and kids. What's that sport you do? Uh, one of the sports that I do is speed skating. Uh, and crazy there's running and triathlon and you know a host of other things oh I just don't have not one of them when oh. i was saying that sport you do i was trying to make it funny <laughs> it was gonna fall flat so you don't teach, you don't coach hockey i coach hockey minor hockey <sighs> and i'm i'm not an accomplished hockey player never played organized hockey as a kid but as an adult i've discovered a real joy for a drop-in shinny Ah, gotcha. right. Good times, good times. Gotcha. Um, so, I guess uh, we could start with, I don't know, do you, anyone want to start with an app that they like? Um, I can share, uh, I know, John, you wanted to share, is it Evergreen? Evernote? Evernote. 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 Well, Evernote. Let's start there then. So, okay. uh, maybe John. Okay, sure. Uh, Evernote is an app that I've been using for a while, and, and I'm really, really keen on it. Um, I, I don't know about... Uh, everyone that you know maybe it's, i'm generalizing but there are creative people and i've seen the desktops on the computers of creative people uh there are physical desktops you know creative people love notes they love snippets they, they paste them up yeah. they, they post have it them notes. everywhere yeah. and and you know what i don't know i i i liked i like to keep thoughts and write them down because i think that's one of the key things about writing is to practice writing and just to get your thoughts down mm-hmm. first of all uh, i lose them and i i know that i had an idea a snippet of an idea somewhere and i'm looking for it and it's in a note and it's somewhere in a box or a drawer or in the garbage so 
Evernote is great because I, I could be on the bus, I could be in a waiting room, I could be at home. Uh, it's a cloud app and it's available on mobile devices and uh, as a web uh, browser driven application on your desktop. Yeah. So, I can so how is um, so? Well, let's uh, start with some basics first. Uh, cloud yeah, app. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be confused by that term. Yeah, cloud app means a service. It's a software as a service. So that means rather than buying an application and downloading it or installing it on your computer, what you do is you go on the, their website and just create a login, uh, much the way you'd have as uh, as a Google user or a Facebook user. You create an ID. And now that that account is set up, it's available through all these different devices that they support. Mm -hmm. So iPhones, okay. iPads. I think the key here is that it, um, when you make, let's say, you know, I have it on my computer and I just write a couple notes about, you know, a character sketch, say, right? And then if I'm out somewhere and I have another idea that I want to add to it, and if I have an iPhone or an Android or some smartphone, I can actually write, you know, it'll actually load up the entire note, right? What you wrote at home. So everything is synced there. So mm -hmm. you can keep adding things no matter where you are. So it's like having a notebook that comes with you no matter where you are, no matter what computer you're using. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And you can take So I use stickies on uh, the, the Mac. They've got the stickies note, yeah. but that, that can get messy at See, times. I've, I've amassed about probably about 200 stickies on my screen, and yeah. I'm afraid to it's, actually open it. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I'm like, okay, if I click this, <laughs> is it going to look like I've got a virus on my computer? <laughs> and the thing that's kept the sticky note bloat away from my computer has been Evernote. Now when okay. I have a thought, uh, you know, I, let, let's say I'm sitting in a car and I see a really interesting scene in front of me. Uh, I might take a picture, upload it, and make some notes if I have an inspiration for a particular mm -hmm. phrase or like, That's right. uh, you know, an impression of a scene, I'll write it down. And, and then I don't have to worry about, you know, finding the notebook, finding the, I know there are uses for notebooks and pens and that's a, it's a real tactile thing. Uh, but I think, you know, a lot of us, we have jobs, we're, we're trying to, to create at the same time and we have uh, things to look after, groceries to get and, you know, we have these small moments where we might get that inspiration, and mm -hmm. I think it's important to just capture it. And Evernote allows us to do that. And what's great about it is you don't have to transcribe it after from a notebook to digital form. It's searchable, and you can take those notes and collate them into what uh, is is called notebook. So within Evernote, you can have a collection of all these notes notations that you take, and then compile them into a notebook. You can change the order. You can search them by keyword, you can title them, put hyperlinks in them, put images in them. It's uh, it's very cool. System. So is that the kind of thing then, because I remember when people were doing this with Twitter, could that mean that people, after that, they've got a book that they can publish, just like a scrapbook of some kind? Well, it depends on how you write it, right? Yeah. But it's basically just a note-taking thing that, it's like a, having a notebook out there on the internet that you always have access to, right? You can also do audio, you can do little audio notes, and that's oh, pretty cool, right? right? Um, because so often I'll just have an idea and it's like, okay, I don't want to write this down even, but yeah. if I can just record it, but I'll, you know. Yeah, and then you can download it later on your computer. That's great. Right? Um, there's a calendar function too, I believe. I haven't delved into that. Um, Not yet. Um, and then another cool thing is that uh, it's actually, you can actually have other people, like a group thing. So, you know, 
we could have a group Evernote thing where we all have access to it. Does that make sense? Yep. So let's say we we're doing a common project and, mm -hmm. you know, um, then I could leave notes and you would get them instantly. And, you know, as if you change anything, I would, I would know too. So right. it's a really cool way to have... It's almost like Google Docs. But basically, yeah. yeah. But it's mobile friendly. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's... Yeah, it's very light, very quick. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. the sounds of this. It's a really great program for people who are doing research. That's why I do this podcast, because I learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Evernote is definitely, I think, a recommended thing for a lot of people. Um, even for just practical things, uh, I find Evernote's really handy for things like, uh, you know, if you're traveling somewhere, your itinerary, just keep it there. You always have access to it then, right? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. It's, it's very cool. I am signing up today. Mm-hmm. They have a new member Writer? on Evernote. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, so Evernote is, I think, a really good one. It's both mobile and desktop friendly. So And really good for authors mm -hmm. by the sounds of it. Just oh, like totally. Saying, with yeah. the audio recording, mm -hmm. like if you get an idea quickly, or like you said, a photograph, mm -hmm. oh, this would be great for my book cover. Yeah. Exactly. And, and also yeah. great for getting the rest of your life organized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, do you have anything you want to add? New, another app that... Well, I was, uh, was going to share one of my new toys, uh, which was a, a computer program, too, that I got uh, just before Christmas. And uh, as a writer, writing uh, a book of my own, a novel, I was finding in a similar, I guess, in a similar vein to the Evernote is that uh, you know, I'd create a synopsis for the book. I'd have characters that are in the book. And I'd have sticky notes everywhere of that creative mind, right? right. It's like, okay, I'm going to have this visual where I can see this is what happens in scene one. This is what happens in scene two. Um, I'm actually doing that as we're sitting here in the studio, as I'm <laughs> mapping it out with my hands like anybody can see it. But um, having that, and then also uh, I'll have, yeah, so I'll have a description of my character because as I'm doing a new scene and I'm bringing the character in, I've got to remember those characteristics, who they are, what they've been through, yeah. how they talk, what their voice sounds like, all that kind of stuff. And... Um, it's it would it would it would get a little messy mm -hmm. you know up on the walls there it's just it wouldn't get super messy but it would be like do i really want to be you know building this thing further and i discovered this program through um our technical gentleman here at freeze and press a program called scrivener and how do you spell uh, that it is s-c-r-i-v-e-n-e-r -E -E okay scrivener okay and uh actually came across what that was related to the other day uh, but that's uh that's a small point um but this this program is great whether you are writing a screenplay whether you are writing poetry whether you are writing a novel whether you're writing a non-fiction book this program formats these things for you um so you can actually you could actually go through the whole publishing process and create different files at the end of it different file types not mm -hmm. not all of the ones that uh, say when you're working with Freeze and Press, not all the file types there, but you can have a, a, ma a manuscript at the end of it ordered, mm -hmm. ready to go um, for a company, uh, for, you know, if you're working with a company. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and what I like is that I can be writing a particular scene mm -hmm. and I can refer, okay, that character's here. Let's just bring that character up. So mm -hmm. on the left-hand side, I've got a list of all the different characters I can click. And the synopsis and a bit about that character will pop up so that I don't have to leave my scene. I can just go and read what this uh, this character... And then, oh yeah, that's right. That's what happened to him in the last scene. 
and or you know this is hmm. this was his history this was his background got to remember all that and and now i can apply that into this particular scene and as well as that i can have like a court there's literally a cork board view where you're looking at um graphic a graphic of a cork board and so the different scenes are post-it notes up oh on pretty cool board. right so i can just go okay let's go back to scene 24 let's open that let's see and i can refer to that um, I can have a timeline, an outline for the book. And so there's just lots of really great things to this. And what what I really liked about it, it was a $45 program. Right. So for, from my point of view, it was a great investment. Um, I'm going to be writing more than one book. So this is uh, hmm. definitely something that uh, I've enjoyed playing with so far. And uh, it's definitely something I recommend to authors out there if like John was talking about with Evernote there, if, if organization is something that has been a challenge for you, right. uh, if your room, you know, your study is starting to look like um, a recycling, paper recycling dump or something like that <laughs> with all the post-it notes around, then Scrivener is another, I, I would, from what you've been saying about Evernote, I would say, hey, let's have Evernote for getting those initial thoughts yeah. on the paper and the inspiration. Mm -hmm. And Evernote's free. Yeah, yeah. Right. so and, and the paid version is is just I think five dollars a month. It's very, yeah. very modest. Yeah, so That's great. And then use Scrivener to Scrivener put it all together. Yeah. You get your scenes and yeah, uh, it sounds like a great tool for authors and screenwriters. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. in screenwriting, there's that big challenge of continuity of characters mm -hmm. and episodes, right? And yeah. to have uh, instant references like that to the characters' background and history and characters, right. it sounds like a perfect, perfect tool. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool, especially yeah. for if you're writing, you know. Um, you know, long ones in, or yeah. trilogies or, you know, things like that where you're referring to things exactly. that happened, you know, three books ago. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. I'm working on multiple books and I get an idea for a future book. Right. You know, rather than it being a separate thing up on my wall, it's mm -hmm. okay. I can just create another file and I can refer back to that. And so, yeah, when you're writing book three and you've got, I remember hearing this about George R. R. Martin. His, he was writing, a, I don't know if you know his books, but they're, about a thousand massive. pages yeah. each and they've got a you know a different like a hundred different characters it seems like at times and uh, he says he's got this friend of his that really knows his book very well <laughs> his uh, book series very well and he said he said uh i was writing this scene and i i came across this character and i couldn't remember whether i'd introduced the world to this character or not and he said so i phoned up my friend he can't remember the name of the friend he said 45 minutes later the guy called me back said yeah, you introduced him, this page. Uh, this Crazy. Thread, you know, and it's like, so in a way, Scrivener is, is that, that guy. friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like you can, you can, uh, and I haven't even used it to that extent yet, but there, I haven't checked out to see if there's like a search function. So you hey. could see, hey, let's refer to this character. Mm -hmm. Let's search this character. Let's see where he first pops up, mm -hmm. right? I'm sure there's a way to do that. I, it probably I'm is. It sounds like it would. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll give a recommendation too then, but it's uh, not quite related to writing. It's more just general marketing. But uh, I talked about this with John a couple of days ago, I think. Uh, but Wordbooker um, is a... Is a uh, it's not it's not an app it's uh what's it called widget um that you add for wordpress blogs or websites so if you have a wordpress wordpress blog um it's i highly recommend it um basically what it does is 
Um, you know, if you have a Facebook page, a Facebook fan page, you know, one of the things you should probably be doing is, you know, sharing your new blog posts, right? But what happens is when you share your new blog post on uh, Facebook, right, people start commenting uh, on the Facebook wall, right? Which is great because you want engagement, right? Right. But the problem is that people comment there, but they don't leave comments on the blog itself. That's been my challenge. Yeah. yeah so, you know, it ends up separating the two types of comments. They don't interact with each other, right? Wordbooker basically unifies them, um, so it copies it over. So any Facebook comments that are made on that blog topic are actually copied over automatically to the blog itself as a comment with the name. Gotcha. So it's really cool. So it keeps mm. the conversation streamlined in one place, and so it doesn't. So if someone comes and visits your blog, it look it shows that people actually did comment on it, it right. even if it's just on Facebook, right? Wordbooker. Yeah. And there's a widget specifically. So if I go into the widget section on WordPress, there's already one set up, or will it need to search? Oh, uh, you'll have to search it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but it's out there, or just even Google Wordbooker, and it's in there. It's it's really cool. Um. Because I think that's a problem that a lot of bloggers have, you know. Yeah. It's great that people comment just on Facebook, but at the same time, you want them to leave comments on your blog itself. So. Yeah. And that's uh, that is a common comment that we get. I remember in my mm -hmm. early blogging days too. Um, I, I'd get disappointed if people weren't commenting on my blog. I, right. Because I and that was before I even was aware that I could monitor the stats like mm -hmm. I can. And so now I've at least I can check the stats. But then mm -hmm. some days it's not as you know, heavy as other days, but it's always really great when, you know, people are commenting, mm -hmm. but just because people aren't commenting on the blog doesn't mean people aren't reading the blog. And yeah, totally. that's a little sidetrack from what you're saying, but I think it also connects into there because mm -hmm. when we're working with authors, when they're marketing their books, some of them can get a little disillusioned because they're just not seeing any comments. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's hitting the like button and sending it out mm -hmm. to their friends. And it's like, well, you don't know that. I mean, how many times have we looked at the Friesen Press analytics and it's like yep. we see this sudden spike and we can't correlate it with anything that we've done for sure. Yeah, sometimes it has nothing to do with what you do. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's really neat that there's something like WordBooker then that can sort of um, tie it all in together. So yeah, for comments, it's really handy. Yeah. It's really mm -hmm. handy. And I think it's good for visitors too because mm -hmm. if they're arriving at the WordPress blog and seeing the, a post, they might like it. But if they don't see a whole lot of activity, they might not give it the kind of weight that, that yeah. might, you know, be indicative of the kind of activity that you get on Facebook if there's a lot of engagement on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, true. If you had that level of commentary on a WordPress blog, it would be a very, very good engagement. Yeah. And it would be encouraging for people who are visiting to chime in as well to put their mm -hmm. two cents worth. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know I've seen stats where, you know, the first comment is the hardest one to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Once you get two or three, then people are more willing to comment. So it's true. If you can already have comments there that are real, not just made up ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't set up yeah. four or five Facebook accounts. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so that's the recommendation I would have. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. So we've each recommended one today. Mm -hmm. And I think they're all good little tools. Yeah. I'd, I'd heard of Evernote before. I hadn't used it. It's very handy. And uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I know a bit about the cloud app too because... Mm -hmm. uh, um, I wasn't too savvy on that one either, so yeah. <laughs> I'm still catching up on some of these things. Um, I mean, we could keep going. Um, yeah. If you have any other recommendations, I I guess something that has come up for me when I'm working with authors is is sometimes that I I catch them on a, a low energy day or right. or um, they're writing all day or uh, even more so they're 
they're working for eight hours a day, and then they're coming home and working on their writing business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always one for talking about balance uh, and being able to create as much balance in your life as you can and and being able to ma- take little steps to manage your health because I can guarantee you if you're doing things that are helping you to manage your health and well-being that you're probably um, going to be writing better because your head's clearer, right? And uh, I know working with authors that, uh, working with others in our office, mm-hmm. just in the Friesen Press office, um, my background was actually in personal training for a number of years and working with lots of people with low back issues and it's amazing how much that can distract you from doing good work and the common thing that they found was people who are seated for long periods of time uh which my guess is a lot of authors are and that uh you know even getting up and moving around uh swinging swinging your hips moving (laughs) around every hour just on the hour just maybe setting a little alarm right reduces the incidence of low back pain in people quite considerably. Mm. And I know it seems, well, it's just got to do with writing and marketing, but I guarantee you, if you're a happier, you know, I've had authors where they've been telling me about this that ails them or that that ails them. It's true. We can be proactive with it. Other things like uh, taking five minutes out for a meditation. Meditations are incredibly powerful, I find. Um, And then, of course, thinking about what foods you're putting inside of you while you're uh you know a lot of authors will be you know snacking on potato chips Mm -hmm. and things like that it gives you a spike for a little bit but then how foggy are you after that yeah there's you know there's great greens drinks out there that can get nuts or Mm -hmm. carrots and things like that I know this is a bit of a sidetrack for, for most people, but I think... I, I think, think it's that. important, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, it's true, we do hear a lot about uh, authors' health issues because we talk to them one-on-one, right? Yeah. So it's true, we do help. I think, it, I think you were hearing some pretty graphic ones. Oh, the other day, yeah, I was hearing some pretty graphic <laughs> ones. I won't share them here, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, I didn't know they needed to know that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, it's it's true. You know, authors have to take care of themselves. Um, it's easy to overdrink the coffee and stay up late and do writing things, which I guess is okay once oh, in a while. Well for coffee. You like coffee um, around here, right, yeah, John? Big on coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But generally speaking, you want to yeah. keep, you know, you want to... Moderation. Moderation is everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, coffee, like, I don't know about you, but if I have more than one caffeinated... I actually drink decaf, because if I have more than one mm. caffeinated coffee a day... It's uh, it's like there's something just rushing through my system. It does. I'm not settled. I'm not grounded. Mm. I, I don't focus as well. So, and I think a lot of people just load themselves up with the coffee without realizing how much they've drunk. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. I did, I, I uh, make a point of enjoying a really good quality cup of coffee. Just treat myself to a nice good one in the morning, and uh, in the afternoon might be tea. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and. Uh, you know, this this does might seem off topic that it's not about writing, but it is in that if we're to create in the best frame of mind possible, in the best condition, and, and turn out great work, I think we have to be healthy mm-hmm. in mind and body. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I, for one, working at Friesen Press, in a, I'm in a kind of a parallel situation where we are corresponding with the authors. We're coming out with uh, uh, blog posts. We're, we're creating just like writers are just in a different context and for us to do our job I, I feel great for example uh, I make a point of taking a break in the day where I go out for a brisk run or I mm-hmm. swim in the morning 
and that just fires me up for the rest of the day. I have a great day, and I mm -hmm. feel like I'm getting things accomplished. My work feels great, and the feedback that I get from writers, uh, authors that we support, seems to reflect that that I that I feel really good about my work, and um, and uh, we. We have uh, one of the staff members. He has a banana o'clock every afternoon. Oh, yeah. He does his walk. Yeah, He's got a banana important. walk. That's true. I'm yeah. sure he would love to know that we're talking about his banana <laughs> on air today. And, but uh, he's, he's got a ritual around that. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, and it's pretty good. It's because of what we said. He gets up and he's moving around. And yeah. he's, he's digesting uh, good foods as well. He's making good mm -hmm. food choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a, a good friend who, uh, who's very, very diligent about an, an apple. He'll have an apple a day, mm -hmm. and he'll break it out when he needs a little boost, and yeah. it gives him great nutrients. He takes yeah. a break, mental break, gets him to do something else, think about mm -hmm. other, something other than work, and then he's fresh yeah. when he get back, gets back to his uh, desk. And that's so true. Thinking about something a little, something else other than work for a few minutes, mm -hmm. yeah, it uh, definitely makes a difference. There's uh, actually an author out there, Bob Mayer, has written a book. Uh, Bob Mayer's written a number of books for authors, but he obviously thought this was an important enough topic that uh, he's got a book, and it's, um, I can't remember the name of their their publishing company, but uh, uh, it's definitely worth uh, looking through. I think I think you can get an ebook mm -hmm. format, but it's just tips for authors to maintain a bit more of a healthy lifestyle. Because um, it's hard, you know. Because yeah, most of our authors are, they have full-time jobs. Yeah. So you know, well, there's kids. We got single mothers. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. so you're not alone if you yeah. feel overwhelmed. And I think that's a good point to bring up too. Exactly. And mm -hmm. you know, um, there's there's times when we go through. I'm going through a particularly um, busy phase in my life, and so it's like, okay, I you know, can I commit to an hour and a half at the gym like I love to do? Not necessarily, but can I make something? Can I do 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there? accumulated exercise yeah, totally. accumulated exercise throughout the day is uh is beneficial still and you know there's yoga practices people are doing yoga at home now and mm -hmm. uh, there's creative ways of doing it for sure yeah. and uh you know a good personal trainer can show you some simple exercises to do at home that mm -hmm. take 10 minutes here 10 minutes there that can add up to a better functioning body i've actually prescribed some exercises for a couple of our co-workers Mm -hmm. Just simple exercises that they can do because they are suffering from injuries here and there. And uh, a few repetitions of them a day, and they can minimize the uh, tendency towards low back pain and fatigue and things like that. Mm -hmm. So That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, we have a little, about five minutes left. Um, I guess I realized that we haven't talked about something that's probably pretty basic for us um, but not, might not be for other authors um, Hootsuite right. it's a tool that's really handy um, that we don't think we've ever really addressed directly in this podcast or anywhere very useful. come to think of it very, I actually um, automatically jump into it with authors because I can't imagine integrating all the different uh, social networks yeah. without some kind of a tool mm -hmm. and, and Hootsuite's the one that I've was introduced to the... I think it's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, to me, anyways. Uh, so Hootsuite, to you know, explain it a little, is a tool that is, again, it's a cloud app, so it's browser-based, so you can do it anywhere that you can access the internet. Um, and it basically integrates and organizes all your social media. Um, well, not all, because there's more than, you know, but the main ones, like... Uh, mm. 
like uh, Twitter and Twitter, Facebook, Facebook uh, Foursquare's on there, uh, Mixies, Japanese one, LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn yeah, um, They LinkedIn, also have a YouTube yeah. and Tumblr app that goes with it, so you mm-hmm. can do stuff on it as well. And it's Hootsuite is uh, Hoot, H-O-O-T, Suite, S-U-I-T-E.com. H-O-O-T, S-U-I-T-E.com. And... It's free for, you can get a basic one. Yeah, which does most, most authors will be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, the paid one just gets you a few more options and other people can use yeah. it too and things like what that. What would you but. say is the most beneficial difference between the free and the paid? Is it the stat monitor? Uh, some of the stats and things like yeah. that. Uh, and also team members. You get, uh, so, you know, oh, so the same, yeah. Members. yeah. Different people can use the same account without knowing the password and things like so that. So that yeah. might be a situation if you're a writer and you're promoting your book and uh, you might you might have uh, contracted a publicist or if you're working with some friends, colleagues, uh, yeah. or if you have collaboration on your book and, mm-hmm. and you'd all like, all, all of them, uh, have all of them interact with uh, your audience on social media, which I think as, as writers, I would, I would strongly suggest doing because it's a great, great way to get your message out. Uh, Hootsuite is great for doing that. You can have multiple mm-hmm. accounts that you manage. Mm-hmm. So I think about $7 for the initial paid service. Yeah. It's yeah. not that much. $7 a month, I mean. Yeah, it's not that much. Um, I, I so the greatest value for it personally, and this is what I tell authors, and it yeah. seems to be the point that converts them to it quite most easily, is the scheduling. That's the big one. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one for most, for, in terms of practicality. Yeah, yeah. you can schedule your posts means you you because uh, a lot of people the first thing they say is i don't want to be one of those people who's glued to my iphone all day mm-hmm. checking out for tweets and and neither do i you don't have to be that person um hootsuite allows it so that you can take if you've got half an hour at the beginning of the day or you create half an hour at some point in the day you can schedule tweets throughout the day you all throughout the day facebook yep. Uh, I think it's where it's really good is, you know, if you ever see a tweet from me at four o'clock in the morning, I can yeah. promise you I wasn't up then. Yeah, we do that on Freeze and Press too. You <laughs> yeah. know, it comes yeah. out at really early in the morning. It's yeah. not because we were there. It's because we scheduled it. Yeah. yeah, so don't try and talk to us before uh, <laughs> before 8 a.m. Pacific because we're not really there. Most but, of us aren't even there yeah. until 9 a.m. Yeah, that's a great way to deal with time zones. Uh, that's the big one, yeah. Where you live versus where your market uh, is. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not to just turn it into a robotic automated system. Yeah. I mean, when, you, when you get a response, I mm-hmm. think it's, all, it's a, our responsibility to respond and, and Oh, engage. you still need to interact yeah. and engage, yeah. Yeah, yeah Hootsuite doesn't do have it. automatic replies for that reason because it's right. just a bad idea. Yeah. Um, there's other not-so-great programs that do that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when my one tip for the social media tip for the day is that please don't use automated direct mm. messages back to oh, your Twitter no. followers. Yeah, that's it horrible. Is, it is, um, it's akin to spam, and, and I think it's much yeah. better for you to just send a quick note and say thanks for following or thanks for the post, thanks for the retweet. Yeah. And notice and noting as well that it's uh, noting something related to their to their um, maybe their bio or something like that mm-hmm. so that you can acknowledge that, oh, they've actually read this yeah. rather than like, yeah, because I've had ones where they say, oh, thanks for the retweet. What's your book about? You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Oh, I know that they're not uh, they're not a bot. They're, they're actually yeah. there. I think the other great thing about Hootsuite, too, is that um, if you're looking up, if you're keeping a, an eye on particular search terms, mm-hmm. um, that you can set up columns where, so the way that Hootsuite looks is if it's, it's almost like a landscape view, and there's multiple columns, and it could be, 
it could look like multiple Twitter timelines, right? Uh, and yeah. so say you're searching authors or you're searching publishing or searching yeah. something like that, you can keep a tab of everybody who's talking about that and see if there's mm-hmm. a particular story that you want to retweet. And, and that's what that's really good for is being able to provide content for your own. Your yeah, own totally. Feed. As well as um, keeping track of people who talk about you, right? Yeah. Or your topics that you're related to. So that um, column's usually blank for me, but I do really <laughs> like having it there on the off chance. <laughs> well, in your case, for example, you could have a column about uh, you know King Arthur, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and I do. And people are always talking yeah. about King Arthur. Usually, and you can jump in at some point if it's related. He is in the latest. Oh right, on the TV. <laughs> on the TV. Which I don't yeah. really have much to talk <laughs> because I don't necessarily agree with them. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, if there was something related, um, you know. That's the place to do it. So yeah, yeah. Hootsuite, I mean, we just scratched on it. There's also the stats and the, the shortening program. That's really great. Um, and the integration of Google Analytics, if you wanted to. Um, there's a lot Which of things in there. People who aren't too savvy yeah. or new to, to all the internet stuff, Google Analytics is a way that you can monitor on a day-to-day basis uh, how much activity there's been on your, your blog feeds. or your your blog website or whatever it's hooked up to yeah, yeah. so it's, really so it's all integrated it's really great it spits out really great reports if you ever need to do that um mm-hmm. again we use that at our company it works it works great um, and i've actually found the hootsuite has actually been when i've th- there's days when twitter seems to be shut down from overactivity or something like that <laughs> but i can still access my twitter feed through hootsuite sometimes that happens yeah sometimes yeah. they have a 99.9 percent uptime so it's up almost all the time. It's mm. once in a while it goes down, but only for about Is that five why they minutes. Chose the owl for the, <laughs> the night owl. I don't know actually why they chose that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so last little tip, um, you know, check out Hootsuite if you have time. Maybe we could even do a whole podcast on Hootsuite because there's a lot yeah. of stuff in there in terms there's of how lot. to use it for authors. But I guess uh, we see some requests for it on our yeah. uh, on our email. We'll definitely mm-hmm. make sure we cover it again for sure. So as usual, thanks everyone. Um, and if you have any questions or topic suggestions, uh, email us at podcasts at freepsonpress.com. That's podcasts with an S. Um, and thanks for listening.